0: Welcome home radio podcast. Are you looking to buy or sell your home? Our team is here with answers to guide you through the buying and selling process. We encourage you to ask questions. Please comment on this show
1: or visit us at welcomehomeradio.net for more information. Bringing real estate lending and education together in one place and to help you make the right home decision for you and your family. Here are your hosts, Blair Thomas, Tom Holm, Alan Pace, and Jeff Duffy.
2: And welcome to Welcome Home Radio, where real estate lending and learning come together. It is October 25th. What a wonderful month we've had so far. Weather has been outstanding. But we're going to be talking about winterizing your home, getting ready for the winter months. Now, it could be a mild winter here in Texas. It could be a hard one. But we want to prepare our homes, especially for those new homeowners that have never gone through a winter. What do you need to do? And I want to welcome our co-host, Alan, Tom, Jeff. How are y'all doing today? So nice morning, sir. I haven't frozen yet, but I'm going to try to, at least. Well, so we are talking thing about thing winter. This
3: topic, that means at least we're entering what fall is for us. We never know what that is every year, right? Is it a week? Is it? Two or three weeks, maybe. But,
0: well, I bought a new snow
3: blower this year. It's off a little bit. So that's the, biggest, that's the biggest thing about it.
2: Well, I'll come borrow it, Tom, from you when I need it. Okay. Okay. Well, you're you buying guys, rent home to come borrow it. Cause Cause I, I find it funny it here in Texas. We either get ice or nothing, not snow. We don't. Ice blow. It's an ice blower. It's ice blower. Chip okay. ice. <laughs> well, listen, we want to go over tips about homes. And I, whether you own a home for a long time or been a new homeowner, these are going to be valuable tips for you to look at your home. And every year we need to go over this first one right off the bat. You can't save a little energy. You can't save a little bit on your bill if you do turn down your thermostat or turn up your thermostat in a winter time. So setting your thermostats, whether you have two stories, one story, setting them to a comfortable but a little bit Uncomfortable, you can always unlayer clothes, you cannot continue to turn that thermostat hotter. So, uh, be thinking of that. Also, if you're warming your house, you need to seal your house. That means caulking, that means window seals, door frames. All of these need to be checked. And what's an easy way to check for leakage in your home? I don't know. What's an easy way to check? Well, what- you
1: can. Generally, feel drafts. Okay. I you know winds come out of the north. It's a little different, especially down here in the south. Um, but in the winter, they do. And in fall, they do. At least we hope they will. And um, you can feel a draft by your windows, by your doors. And here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, most of these homes were built with really bad windows.
3: Or depending on the age as well, that uh, the door jam. Maybe time to replace that, those sometime. That's where you'll find your drafts start.
1: Yep, um, it's always someplace that opens. I had to do doors doors. that. I had
3: to do that recently.
1: Yeah, door
2: frames tend to change when foundations move, and therefore it creates that gap. My wife is a stickler for finding those. She it seems like she spends her days now searching out all those drafts, whether around doors, windows, whatever.
1: So close your flue in the fireplace.
2: There we go talk about cleaning out your chimney, making sure it's you know ready to flow smoke and not backing up. Uh, service that heating system. Do you all you ever turn on your heating system first time you think something's burning in the house, right? Because that coil's just getting fired up for the first time. So servicing your HVAC,
3: especially because here, you may run the heat a few days, and a week later, you need to air back air conditioning back on. <laughs> In Texas, at least,
1: <laughs> or true. during a certain late winter that we had, we don't have no electricity. So I would say, live by a fire department or a hospital. That's good advice. <laughs>
2: Police station, fire department, and hospital. <laughs> That's me. Me too. <laughs> Great concern some again some basic things reverse the direction of your fans instead of blowing down have them move up so you're circulating very very simple thing that can be done but reversing those fans it does help and
3: about so your faucets outside that's an obvious one I don't want to got to cover them
2: what do y'all cover them with i have seen multiple types of of solutions with that
3: I still have, one of mine still has the old school tension with the styrofoam cup, but the other one last year I bought, it's kind of like a sock that goes over and it tightens. That's, uh-huh.
2: That's what my wife got into the new stuff, and I've got a I, I sock or a little bag.
1: She goes around and, and hooks those up. I wrapped <laughs> towels around mine. I'm sorry? I, I wrapped towels around mine with a strap. Old school. If it works, it works.
2: There you go. What else? What else? I mean, do y'all do y'all drain your uh, uh, watering system after every bath? That's not your your yard, silly. Try
1: try to do that. Uh, you know
3: <laughs> the, the the intent is there, but that doesn't typically.
1: I've never done it once.
3: And if it's if it's buried deep enough, it shouldn't be an issue either way. So it
2: shouldn't. But one of the works. ones that we talked about, if you own a pool, you've got to maintain that pool, keep it flowing so the water does not freeze. I have unfortunately had that happen. And once that happens and everything stops, boy, you need to open up the air, let let those, uh, let those things move the way it needs to as it freezes. Um, it can't be challenging.
1: Sure. That I was did. a big deal, that last freeze we had a couple of years ago, that extended one. Gosh, so many pools were messed up. Well, there it equipment. took them a whole
3: year to get the parts in for a lot of folks. So their pool sat there the whole summer and the whole time, and
1: that was um, a big mess.
3: I've just because of the years with mine, I've had one of those freezes too, where it busted but a bunch of equipment that I had to replace. So the next year, now I have a tarp that covers the equipment. I'll sit and I sat in there one freeze with my little camping heater to make sure the tarp and everything was kept warm. That was so expensive. So uh, there's your extreme. <laughs> there's
0: I just make
2: sure it
1: flows well and stays on.
0: But you have your little fishing rod out there also and <laughs> ice fishing. Yeah. Go ice fishing.
1: S'mores in the fireplace. It was a good time.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, one I of the things saltwater pool, by the way, I'm sorry. I think it helps to have a saltwater pool. I didn't experience the same thing everybody else was experiencing.
2: Saltwater does not freeze. It has a different temperature setting for freezing as opposed to, so that is true. What else about your lawn? I mean, one of the things that I always see, I clean out my gutters to make sure it's ready for the snow, the melt, all of that. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the tall
1: lawn. Yeah, if it's growing into your gutters, you got an issue. I was gonna say, <laughs> you got some real problems at your house, Mister.
2: I do. Earth, and I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe I need to mow it now. I guess I don't know.
1: Maybe, maybe he's that so. guy in the hood. Are you gonna cut it some year? Yeah. <laughs> let, don't let us rush you on that. But you know that's that is a good point about having gutter guard though. Gutter guard's a good investment for your any home, and because uh, dirty gutters cause foundation issues. Um, they sag, uh, it, the, but the only thing you have to do with gutter guard most of the time is blow out the little crystals that are coming off your roofing, but you don't get leaves in there and you don't get the clogs you generally get because most homes have trees around them and leaves get in there. And, um, that can be an issue in the winter. Uh, it can be an issue any time of year, but especially in the winter.
2: Well, I meant out outdoors and lawn care and so forth. Is there anything else we treat outside, whether it be the lawn, the trees, gutters. It's
3: a good time to put go ahead and put some of the winter You can do some winterizing and stuff for the lawn and pre emergence that will help not let the weeds get a jump start in the spring. So I've certainly done that over the years, not every single year, but I, I can tell a difference.
1: Yeah, and if you got a, you know, the other thing you got to be careful with down here in this part of the world is you see a lot of those palm trees. Blair, I think you and I watched, uh, we played golf and remember that couple of palm trees, there was holes in the windows behind it. And, um, <laughs> so palm trees die, that's an expensive thing to to let die. You got to keep them watered and probably get some professional to tell you how to do it. But a lot of those died and that was very expensive repair for homeowners.
2: Very true. What about, do we do uh, any preventment of pest coming in? I mean, with the weather, the way it is, insects, bugs, rodents, I mean, is do you all do any treatments around the house?
3: I only have two spots that I've had an issue once before in a winter time, and that was uh, the heater to the pool equipment. Rats made a nest in there and chewed up my wiring. So I just put preventative pouches down in certain areas now. But you uh, knowing my house and my family, it is organic, so I don't know how it works. <laughs> That's my wife and my daughters.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs>
2: well, you know, very,
3: it's a very talk- orange. They don't like it, I guess, or something. <laughs> but we're,
1: we're talking about winter, and and since this is a nationally broadcasted podcast, there actually is winter up north, and there's a lot of things you need to do up there from. The roof down, you see in snow areas of which I grew up in, um, any roof that doesn't have snow on it means it has poor insulation up there. Um, So then if you do have good insulation and you get a lot of snow on your roof, you need to get up there and get that weight off because snow is very heavy. It's not good for the structure of your home. Obviously, hoses and things are off the uh, spigots and they're all covered up. A lot of people wrap their pipes. We did as a kid. Um, We wrapped all of our pipes that we had access to in the basement. And of course, you need wood. Back in the day, it was wood, coal, and oil. Now it's gas, and um, still a lot of people using oil up north. And you have to make sure all of those things are working properly your tanks and um, all the lines to your home. So it's a little different down here in the south, but up north, it's it's a big deal. It's it's half the year. And, uh, you know, salt, shovels, ice, snow. I mean, gosh, it's just so different up there. But I think if you're up north, you're working on winterizing right now for sure. If you're down here in Texas and we're going to enjoy a 90-degree day today, it's not in our brain yet. We usually get into it when it's too late. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're well, in reaction uh,
1: mode.
3: Are you talking about the panic when we are trying to get home from work? Well, or the electric grid is going out for
1: two <laughs> hours. That electric grid thing isn't fun. Yeah.
2: One of the things that I would find that I do is I replace my batteries in my fire and my, uh, what is what is the H2, not Carbon the dioxide carbon detectors. So changing those out regularly keeps me from hearing that beep, 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 you know.
1: Which constantly. only goes up at 2 and in the morning, never at 9 in the afternoon. Or, you I know, it's like, I don't know how those things time it like that.
2: Well, it's funny. The smoke detectors in a home, it's finding out which one. I find it very, because I've got five of them in one area. Figuring out which one has gone down, I just. impossible. Decided, I I had to take
1: them all down, change them all out. So. Yeah. The whole winter thing is interesting. It's just so um, regional, but I think down here in this part of the world, doing everything quarterly is a good idea. You know, your, your bug sprays, your lawn stuff, your um, you know, in general, uh, I, I don't know for sure that some of those bugs want to come in the house because it's warm. I'd, They've been around for millions of years, (laughs) so I don't know how that works. But um, I do know that annual maintenance of things like lawn care and taking care of your home when it comes, you know, varmints and and um, bugs and things like that. I think if you just stay on that schedule down here, you'll be in pretty good shape. But when we get the extremes down here, it's different than when you get the extremes up north. Twenty below zero up north is considered extreme, but. A lot of them can handle it. They've got the wood. They've got things they need as a backup. Here, we're off the chart if it gets to, we got, what, two below? we got two below. I mean, we can't do two below. Our windows are, like, that thick. (laughs) It's like we can't do that. So um, things are different here. But anyway, we'll get through winter. We always do. One of the things that I find interesting is that people,
2: the ice jams, You know, if you have ice around your house, are you cleaning those things off on a normal day? I know things melt pretty quick, but whenever we do have five, six, seven straight days of below freezing, we need to be cognizant of where ice is gathering and therefore clearing it out. Because, like
1: you said, Alan, it can be damaging to our homes here. It's always too late if it happens and we didn't do anything. It's like you have to prepare for that best you can. But, you know, then again, boy, ice is just such a different animal. It is so destructive. And um, all you can do is deal with it after it happens. You can do your best to deal with it before, maybe put some salt down where you have to walk. Or I think they have stuff for the roads on the highways down here. They pre-treat. I don't know what that's called. Maybe one of you guys do, <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, you're supposed awesome. to help. what is that called?
3: A lot of times, just sand, but they do have just, but sometimes that will have a mixture of something in it. But a lot of times here, it's just
2: sand. Yep.
1: Oh, we haven't
2: said, we haven't said this one thing turn off your sprinkler system. Yep. How many times you have freezing rain? You got ice packs on the street, and the only reason why they're there is because somebody left a sprinkler on and it's running out into the street and therefore creating potential issues. Because you know Texans can't drive on ice. It's cows on ice time. I don't care care where you live you
1: can't drive on ice. (laughs) It's like slippery.
2: Well, I mean, after living in
1: Go ahead, Tom.
0: Another thing with turning on water, turning off water, turn on water to slowly drip and turn your hot water on or turn it to the hot water to slowly drip i tell all my tenants on these evenings or uh, days when it's going to be sub freezing for a long period of time that they're responsible if water pipe breaks they're going to end up paying for it because that's in my lease with them that they will end up paying for it so they've got to take due diligence and drip that water
3: that's good very true
1: Sounds like a good book. Drip that water. <laughs> Drip that water.
3: <laughs>
2: or well, country one the, song. One of the other final things I would look at around here is because we do love our trees, but thinning them out. Have you ever seen these trees that have ice and then all of a sudden ice freezes or snow freezes down? You've got ice breakage. You've got tree limbs breaking and possibly even falling into homes. Cutting those back, thinning them out before winter really helps those out, I believe.
1: That's a good point, and it it is a big, big deal up north with a lot of snowfall. Snow is very heavy, and um, I remember being a kid getting up there, and you just shovel it, you get it off your roof because it, it really is a lot of weight, and um, you see a lot of cave-ins, you see a lot of leaks, damages to roofs up north. Um, so I'm sure the people up there already know this, but um, that's something we don't have to deal with too much. I guess, but we have the tornadoes and the ice storms to make up for that. Well,
2: again, this is for first-time homeowners as well as long-time. Sometimes we forget these things, but you brought up something earlier. Having a generator and gas available, especially for for our power or energy crisis that could take place, is always a, a, a proactive approach to that so that you're not left without key areas being heaters or being a stove or microwave or so forth. I mean, it's not going to power your whole house, but it is going to provide you to be able to survive during these times with that energy. I mean, so many people can't can't do without their phone. At least you'll recharge your phone. Maybe that'll energize people to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the other thing that was, you know, I thought interesting... Going through that thing here, the two below zero stuff, people were worried about their food in their refrigerator when the electric went out. And I can't tell you how many times I said, well, just put your stuff outside on the back porch. Three zero stages fine. Your other stuff, put it in coolers, put a blanket on it. Everything will be just great. But people don't think that way in general. I think a lot of people do, but some don't. So for the, those first-time home buyers that might go through it, um you know in the summer it's an issue (laughs) but it usually doesn't stay out for
3: three days in the summer go ahead and buy some of these items now like your faucet covers because some places will run out of those don't just from experience don't wait until you're trying to haul home before the storm flies in and everything the the freeze happens you got to cover something that you hadn't already uh, prepared right
2: they can, do they can do what Alan does, wrap it with a towel, with a rubber band. All, all good. It works, it works
1: baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I use a different colored towel in each spigot.
0: Oh, yeah, that way you can tell which one's which, the front, the back.
1: Tom, you're catching on quick, buddy.
2: <laughs> Cardinal directions are not Alan's strength. Go to the orange towel. The orange towel. The orange towel, Alan, orange I never,
0: towel.
1: I never had a leak one on the orange towel.
2: <laughs> what else, guys? What else can we be helping people? I mean, what about the garage? Anything unique? I need Any somebody power to tools paint tools my floor. floor.
3: Huh? I need somebody to come paint my floor.
1: Oh, well. <laughs> well. there's oh, two that's different in the garage. You got attached and non-attached. So there might be two different issues. there. attached. You're probably in pretty good shape, but if it's not attached and it's, you know, 40 feet from your house or something and doesn't have heat, doesn't have anything else. Um, then, yeah, there's things to pay attention to in there uh, that you might not want uh, in there during freezing weather, like paint. Paint's a good example. Um, you know, you're going to use that paint a year later and If it's in your house, it's probably fine. But if it's in your detached garage and it got below 32 for an extended period of time, it's probably useless.
2: What about any electrics out there? You've got power tools. You need to unhook the battery.
1: Make sure it's not connected. I'm not
3: sure on the the tools, but.
1: Yeah, I would just leave them plugged in. I mean, you're fine. It's generally safe to do that um
3: let's go back to not just not getting it it getting that cold here hopefully
1: the last part of this is order our parkas now <laughs> it's obviously going to be horrible this morning <laughs>
0: <week. laughs> yeah. snowmageddon
1: he's looking for it I'm going to buy more orange towels I'm going to need them <laughs> <laughs> so
0: do you guys park your cars in your garage during uh, these winter months
3: i always park in my garage
1: the 75 chrysler i don't, chrysler is I, don't I guess it was a faux
3: pas created in my brain when i was young the garage is meant for my car <laughs>
2: so. i guess so i get i miss that out my wife has the garage i'm outside so my car has a tarp
1: yeah, I don't use tar. I just pfft. you use an orange towel. It's a car. <laughs> it's I mean, a car. We get hail damage. We orange get hail damage on our cars. Eyes. I don't think snow's going to bother us at all. I'm not worried about snow. I'm worried about ice and and just other the no
3: cleanup mess of it. So
1: yeah, fifty percent of the cars down right. here, everybody, light hail damage. Oh,
0: Jeff's afraid his car. He'd have to clean it. Oh my god! Oh,
3: it's uh, yeah. I oh, would. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry about his car.
0: <laughs> oh, it might get get sand on it. Oh I, my god!
3: I'm gonna send you a picture of how dirty my car is, and show really <laughs> you otherwise.
0: <laughs> I'd like to see that. You
3: we get we we have a horse in the family, so driving out to the barn does not lead to a clean car. <laughs>
2: That's this quite a certain trip. That's dirty, right? <laughs> So and what do you we'll
3: have to do, do with another. the horse in the winter? Throw so we'll a blanket on him.
0: You park oh, him in the barn? An Allen solution with a rubber band.
3: And you just have to get <laughs> a, you have to get a stick and keep the ice busted on the on the trough. So otherwise you're in pretty good shape. You
1: gotta see the size of my rubber bands, Tom. I bet they can magic. They're that long. TMI, ago.
2: TMI, TMI. <laughs> Well, well, guys, I think we've exhausted. I hope this has helped you out in winterizing your home, getting some things prepared so that you're not caught off guard and that the most largest investment you have in your family is taken care of. So be proactive, be prepared, try to look at your home as that investment and you need to protect it. Be, If you have questions, find us at welcomehomeradio.net, leave them there. We'll try to get back with you as soon as possible. Godspeed. God bless. I'm Blair Thomas. And I think I'm Tom Holm today. I'm Alan Pace. And I'm Jeff Deppi. God bless. Bye-bye.
0: Welcome Home Radio production provided by Lunatic Digital. Check the listening of this podcast for the links to our sponsors. And don't forget to like, share, and follow us on social media. Visit welcomehomeradio.net for more information. This was a Lunatic Digital production. Visit lunaticdigital.com for all your digital needs.